The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Geek 5 Live. What's going on, everybody? This is Craig, uh, Craig, Chris at Geek Vibes Nation. We're here at it again with another live interview. And today we have Nikolai Nikolaev. And I'm going to ask this gentleman how bad I butchered his name here in a second because I've been practicing really hard because I wanted to impress him. But we'll have him on here in a minute, and he'll tell me whether or not I nailed his name or not. But I'm super excited because I'm a big fan of his work. Um, he's in one of my favorite series on Netflix, The OA. He's done so much stuff. He's got a, um, a pretty big history under his belt. Um, so I'm excited to have him on. And, hey, uh, speak of the devil. <laughs> yes, yeah, speak of him. The daredevil. That was really <laughs> corny. I'm sorry, man. It's so great to have you on. Um, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I'm Chris, by the way. I just want to introduce myself. And how bad. Did I butcher your name, sir? Yeah, you know what, mate? Um, on a scale of one to ten, I think you did pretty good, mate. It's Nikolai Nikolaev. I, I think it's. I think you uh, pass. Oh, you're right. I can't. For some reason, I just can't get that Nikolai. Say that one more time for me. I'm gonna get this. So, I'm gonna get it. I yeah, promise. Nikolai. 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 Nikolaev. Nikolaev. Nik- correct. Yeah, it's almost the same, mate. Uh. Just check on a couple of apps on the end. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I love your name, by the way. It's, it's awesome. And the more times you say it, the, you kind of feel like a badass. So, uh, props to that. That's right. I mean, at least, That's I, right. At least I do. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, um, it, it's great to have you on. Um, super excited. And so let's get let's get let's get into it real quick. Um, so, what is your current project or one that you just recently worked on? Yeah, so look, I um, um true story, just uh, wrapped up on a on a series called um sorry, on a on a film called Mile 22 which is about to drop worldwide uh coming out this Friday. Oh yeah. Um it's got the uh, the amazing Mark Wahlberg, it's got uh the amazing Ronda uh Rousey and um and then John Malkovich as well, man. Yes, when I was researching it, my friend, uh, I, I noticed John Malkovich on the bill, and I was like, "Oh, this this film just bumped up a level in my in my book." I mean, it's, yeah, I'm, I don't really know a whole lot. I'm going to be honest with you about it. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm a movie guy. I review them, so obviously I'm going to you know be interested in seeing this. But I'm really interested to see what kind of uh, story structure. Can you give us a little bit uh, without you know uh, uh, give us a little bit of context about what the film's about? Yeah, some of the yeah. students may not know. So um, uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, plays this guy, James Silver, who is like a um, uh, CIA um, operative who uh, leads a team that is kind of so elite that sometimes they they essentially don't exist. (laughs) They are um, a team called Overwatch. And basically when the government needs um, 
operations uh, done that they can't really be uh, associated with. Uh, they call them these guys. And um, very much like Mission Impossible, they um, they become disavowed in that, um, you know, if they're caught, they're stateless. They're on their own, you know. So that's why they're, they're the best of the best and uh, they're doing the, the things that, um, you know, no one else can. And they're charged with a mission to get a, um, a, a high-level asset uh, from the U.S. consulate uh, over to the uh, to the special pickup point at the airport, which is 22 miles away. As you can imagine, man, with a uh, Peter Berg and wow. Mark Wahlberg film, um, she yeah. goes down every mile of the way. <laughs> oh, man, it sounds epic. And not to, like, you know, um, compare other films to other franchises that you're in and stuff like that, but... You, you know, you mentioned it kind of has that maybe James Bond, Mission Impossible kind of an action thriller, blockbuster kind of a feel to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, basically, um, I challenge the audience to, um, uh, like, make sure that they figure out when to come up for air because it is, like, wall-to-wall, nonstop action. Um, really? It, it's, uh, yeah, wow. my, yeah, look, I was at the, I was at the, uh, the screening, the first, um, the L.A. premiere, um, on Thursday night last week, and my ears are still ringing from all the uh, gunfire and action that, that I uh, witnessed. Heard from the film? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. it's um, it it was insane. I'm like, dude, I, yeah. Peter Berg walked up to me. He's the, the director of the film, and he's, he's an amazing guy. Uh, at the oh, yeah. uh, at the after party, and uh, we hugged it out. He's like, man, I, I think you'll be proud, man. You should be proud of your work, and um, uh, it's exciting times ahead. And I had to go to him. What? I'm sorry, man. I can't hear you from like you damaging my eardrums, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that is amazing. That's probably like an ultimate compliment you can get as a director, probably from your <laughs> yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But that it, guy it seems that. like, my friend, it seems like you had a lot. Like, it, it, it seems like this was like a, a maybe a life changing kind of role for you. Is that how you kind of feel that? Uh, look, I'm not going to say life changing, but definitely a really nice. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a while now, um, from like humble beginnings right. in uh, Melbourne, Australia. You know, and um, I can, I can, I, I can tell you, it's a very mm, surreal and amazing experience to to um, uh, not only be on set and you know be dancing with with these amazing kind of people, but uh, but then to kind of see the the final product of it on on screen is. Ugh. Yeah, I had to uh, I had to pitch myself a couple of times when I'm standing there on the red on the sorry the big black carpet that we had, um, you know, and then next to me is uh, Mark Wahlberg and um, uh, Lauren. Um, 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 uh, sorry, her name's just going. Conan, uh, Conan, Conan. Sorry, oh, she's from what's the what's the girl's name from um, Walking Dead? Do you know who I'm talking about? Lauren Cohen. Chris, have I lost you? Hello, hello. No, I'm still here. Sorry. I apologize. Ah, uh, Chris. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm not mate. really sure who you're talking about. Um, is it uh, Cole? Yeah, Lauren Cohen. Cohen. Dead, Lauren right? Cohen, sorry. Okay, yeah. yeah. Lauren okay. Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's... Um, um, <laughs> it's, look, okay, I'm, it's a bit embarrassing. The thing is, I never... Because I'm playing the bad guy of the film. Again, not to give away too much, right? I uh, had to film all my stuff separately uh, from these guys. So... Um, um, you know, like at the end of the film, it's like the Kaize Soze like moment where everyone figures out what's been going on. Like basically, nothing is as it seems. And um, so I actually, I actually only got to meet her for the first time three days ago. <laughs> I'm very embarrassed. Uh, oh man, that is so okay. All right, yeah, not giving too much away. So it has one of those kind of Kaiser Soze moments, and then oh, uh, that's not unusual. Uh, yeah. A lot of people have have mentioned that they haven't really 
met a cast member, but they're in the same movie with him. So that's kind of, yeah. that's, that's kind of, that's a funny story, man. That's, that's, cool. that's right. And I, um, um, so um, the other powerhouse uh, is Iko Uwais, who um, is basically Indonesia's like answer to Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee combined, man. This guy is just the next generation um, of, of uh, martial arts uh, awesomeness. And um, he and I share a special connection um, um, in the film. And um, he like, yeah. And, and he, I didn't meet him until Thursday night as well. So they, um, it's one of those kind of funny things of just, um, just the power and the, the, you know, movie magic, I guess you could film your stuff separately. And yet on screen, you are basically, you know, connected and um, it's, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the, it, it, the the whole movie magic premise is, is kind of it's fascinating what they can do mm. with things nowadays. Even even back in the in the early days of cinema, a cinema, <laughs> cinema, <laughs> it was really interesting. Sorry, my fault. But let's oh, mate, some, don't worry um, about it. I'm guilty of that. Let's dive into some um, questions if if you're ready for me, mate. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Sure. So my, my biggest my biggest thing is I like to talk to people about you know when I when I talk to people who are in the business in whatever fashion they are, I always like to talk about what inspired them to get into this because you know it it is it is a fantastically wonderful environment filmmaking and being an actor and, and all that stuff but it is extremely hard it's competitive and you know for for me not to really talk about myself but it's a high and a low kind of a thing and a lot of people you know it's 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 really tough so i'm just curious what inspired you to like stick with it through a, your your prolific career to up to this point Chris, I um I started. I knew that I wanted to be an actor when I was twelve, and uh, and just kind of um, blindly um, fought for it my whole life. Um, uh, it's like you like you mentioned, the highs and the lows are quite powerful. But uh, I think what's helped me was able to be um, surrounded by really level-headed, grounded people like my family and my friends, and uh, and also in the younger years, right when I started. And was you know really hungry for it, um, and I still am by the way. But um, if I didn't get the role, I'd be I'd be busy doing you know school, so like, like normal kid stuff, right? And uh, and so um, I remember around eighteen, nineteen, I kind of went, wait a minute, you know, there's no more school. I finished that, I graduated, but I need to come up busy so that so that I'm never desperate for the paycheck. So you don't kind of um, if I don't get the role. Um, you know, be like, oh, you know, and get into this depression kind of thing. Or, or when I'm, you know, auditioning, um, I, I don't kind of come across as this desperate dude who, who just really wants to, to kind of get the role for the money or whatever, you know. And so I, um, I kind of made a, a point to always um, uh, have like five things on the go to keep myself busy. So I get in there, I, I kind of give them, give them my interpretation of, of, the, of the scene and, and uh, you know, the, the, the character. And kind of mic drop it, and uh, and then get out of there. And if they've got any notes for me to tweak, sure, I'm going to do it. But I'm not going to sit there, you know, um, picking their brain like you know. Yeah, some people kind of want to just trying to maximize their their interaction with with you know the casting directors or whatever. And um, I kind of never thought that that worked. I, uh, I thought get in there and get out. And if you guys want to give me a call or somebody, if not. That's all right. I'll see you guys on the next one, or you know, and 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 bounce. <laughs> and so that kind of energy enabled me to um, to have fun with it, you know. Um, and um, yeah, and, and I guess I've been doing something right because uh, 20 years later, um, based in in Los Angeles now, and it's uh, it's a it's an amazing kind of life. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, I, I you know a lot of a lot of um, really successful actors actually have kind of the same mantra as you when it comes to the audition phase. 
it, it could, you know, it could really be a nightmare. It could stress them out. And um, you're right. Um, I think keeping a lot of things going, keeping a lot of fires burned and not really focusing on just one thing kind of keeps you, you know, ready to, you know, and loose kind of where you don't have to like, this isn't, this audition isn't going to be the end of my life if I don't get it. Cause I got this going on and you're more relaxed. I think that's when you can act honestly, where you, you where you're in a better place to, to give a better performance if you're not high stress, because it, it, it is high stress on set, just doing those things just before you get there. So um, it's really interesting that you say that because I've, I've actually heard that quite a few times. And um, uh, for me, uh, as an actor, that was one of the things that like just kind of really killed it for me. I couldn't get over the auditioning phase of it. It was really brutal. Oh, really? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, looking back on it, you know, um, I was young. I didn't really have a level head at that time and I was really spastic. So it kind of, it, it, it kind of, it, it, it soured things on me, but I always kind of go back and ask people and ask my friends. And now that I'm behind the scenes, I kind of, I view it completely different, which is why I wanted to ask you as an actor, um, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of kept you going and from that's where the, that's where the, the comment came from. Yeah. Right. Right. That's um, yeah. Look, it's um, you know, I've been again doing it for 20 years and I've got a lot of friends that kind of, um, uh, you know, stop pursuing it. And, um, um, uh, you know, to each his own. Everyone's kind of got their own kind of responsibilities and, and lives and, and, and ways of dealing with stuff. I, yeah, I just found that was a particular tactic that worked for me. And um, and because, you know, like you, you finish a job, right? And you're like, all right, it's coming out. And, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a tendency to want to um, push, you know, your, your team to, uh, to get the next one and, and, you know, kind of like... Um, um, you know, capitalize on the momentum that you've got. And, and, and I get that, but I, um, I learned, you know, a number of years ago to kind of um, step back a little bit and just kind of settle in for the long term. And, uh, and the funny thing for me personally that worked is like, I go, man, I, I'll be 55 or 60 or even 70 years old. Pretty sure I'll still get onto a set, you know, I'll be, <laughs> so if I'm not, uh, if I'm not working <laughs> now, I'll do it later on right. as well, you know? And, um, and so kind of um, do something that you can, pace yourself and um, things will, you know, will pop up every now and then and you go and smash them out, you know, um, these projects. And um, um, anyway, that, that was a, that was a thing that, that helped me. Um, yeah. Kind of knowing that there will be other opportunities in the future. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, you hit the, the, you hit the nail on the head when you said opportunities, because I talked to a lot of people and they, and they think, Oh, it's impossible. And it, it's really not. It's about seizing your opportunities, but you know, it seems like you got a, a great level head and you approached it with some great support. So that's awesome, man. Uh, Look, that's cool. Very cool. I got some good. I got some good advice uh, in Beverly Hills many years ago um, when I was here, um, and my car broke down on Sunset Boulevard. Long story, and but this, this, I met this amazing dude, and um, um, uh, we were having coffee in uh, in Beverly Hills, and uh, this PR agent by the name of Lee Salters. Uh, who used to like represent Frank Sinatra and Barbara Streisand and Michael Jackson oh, wow. back in the day. Yeah. And he, he, um, mm-hmm. um, he goes, you want some advice? And, and I go, yes, sir. And he goes, reach for the stars, but keep your feet on the ground. And I went, you know, that's a really good way to be just kind of yeah. keep uh, pushing at these, uh, at these amazing kind of things, but, but make sure you always remember uh, to not let it get to your head. And cause you're just, you're just a dude at the end of the day. And there's, there's a whole bunch of people trying to do the same thing. And, um, um, you need, you just need to kind of be humble, do the work, let the work speak for itself and, uh, and keep going. 
Right. That's great advice, man. Awesome. <laughs> so while we're on the top of uh, topic of Southern California, so um, did a gig here in the United States uh, take you away from Australia, or was that the, the, always the plan for you to kind of hone your skills, do Sea Patrol, um, and and do some other Aussie television, and then hop over? Always was it always your goal to come to LA, get yourself an agent, and, and do the whole thing? Yeah, look, my, my family's all in San Francisco on my dad's side, and um, so San Francisco is like oh, my no second way. home. I'm a Bay Area yeah, I, myself. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've, I really, I've spent maybe, I don't know, two and a half, maybe three years of my life in general in San Francisco, and so I know it quite awesome. well, and I, and I love it. But, um, but yeah, I won't lie, like being an actor in Australia, the dream was always, I think for any Australian actor, would be to, to be able to dance on the biggest you know, stage possible. And, uh, and and make the move um, to LA to, to be able to do that. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I did a show in, in Australia called Camp for NBC. And after that, I came over to the States um, to, to pursue and I got a, a great team behind me. Um, and together we kind of joined forces to, you know, push and, and um, um, create, uh, create our own luck, as they say, you know, like meet people, right. meet the casting directors, um, you know, kind of not expect anything, but kind of wave the flag around in a good way and, and, uh, and see what build what relationships. Could, you know. yeah. yeah, that's right. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it's four years later and here we are. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, man. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about sea patrol, just that you mentioned that that was the best job I've ever had because, um, Man, playing a, a Australian naval officer uh, protecting the borders of Australia, right? I mean, you're on a on a mm-hmm. real navy warship, and at 7 a.m., you know, you you have a coffee, you, you have some breakfast, and then you're out on the water on these high-powered uh, jet. Um, they're called ribs, rigid hull inflatable boats. They're the kind of like the attack vessels that that go down and take yeah. out. Um, you know, whatever foreign fishing vessel or speedboats trying to get away from you, you know, and um, mm-hmm. it's, can you imagine getting paid to be on one of those things? It's like, it's oh, like man. riding a roller coaster all day, every day. It was insane. And uh, half the time, no acting was necessary because you're just trying to get uh, off that boat as you're attacking, you know, and taking down the, the enemy boat uh, in really volatile, like seas, like, you know, the, the ocean swells are, Smash around. So you're just trying to get onto that boat to um, and save your life. <laughs> so there's no time yeah. to really act. It's just um, it's just pure like some of the best acting and, isn't um, acting at all. Uh, man, <laughs> it's um, I, I look back on those days with such fond memories, and um, um, I don't know if any of your listeners uh, check it out. It, it's quite a cool series. I, I really enjoyed my time on it. Yeah, I did check out um, a few um, clips here and there of Sea Patrol. It looked. It looks far more um, intense than I originally, you know, like you were explaining it to me. So it's, it, it seems like a, a pretty kind of uh, interesting series. Maybe we should all just kind of check it out because it seems like it's pretty action-packed. Uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, um, at the time, it was the most expensive series filmed in Australia. And, I mean, that's because, yeah, we've got, like, our toys that we, that we played with were a real, you know, $100 million warship which I got to steer, by the way. Um, and uh, each, oh, each nice. you know, jet boat is worth, um, I think it was like half a million dollars or something. I, I don't know. But, you know, we get to, we, we got to, um, <laughs> the, the things that we got to do on them, it was insane. It was, um, uh, yeah, I, I can't describe um, what kind of, and my character, right? So um, he plays like, his name was Two Dads. He's, um, uh, he had a, like a hyphenated surname. So in the Navy, they give you like a, a pet name for everything, you know, uh, 
anyway, his name was, was two dads because everyone's laughing at me. Like, what have you got, two names? You've got two dads or something, you know? Anyway, so he was a cheeky <laughs> guy who would get in trouble all the time. Like, he's the firecracker that was thrown into the mix to, you know, if, I don't know, if somebody's mouthing off to him, he would slap him around or whatever. And so then he gets called up uh, in front of management who were on the boat, you know, the senior guys, and they're all taking mm-hmm. him to task, you know, going, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. And how, you know, how did you, how come you disrespected the rules? And, and um, so, like, that was, again, the, probably the most uh, perfect role for me personally because <laughs> it was essentially just me with a different name. Oh, now, so, like, that kind of leads me to, uh, to my next question. I was going to ask you what your most favorite role is, but um, it's funny how you say that um, finding that character who best represents you, it, it seems like that's a, like a – when you talk to people, you interview other actors, talk with other, and you listen to interviews, they always kind of feel like their favorite roles are the ones that – closely relate to the actual person that they are and as an actor do you feel like that's it, i don't want to say it's a cop-out like you're not acting as much so you're not really giving out sport and i would say that's not true it's it's kind of almost harder to kind of be yourself right am i wrong do you know what i'm saying yeah i do know i do know what you're saying i am um, um you know there's a lot of um self-analysis that goes on because I have a I have a producer's mind, I guess, and so um, like on Sea Patrol, for instance, I figured out that it cost three dollars thirty a second to make the uh, to make the series, right? And um, mm-hmm. and six, the last show that I did um, in Vancouver cost nine dollars ninety a second to make that series. Sorry, to make that last episode because it's the big, you know, um, that's the biggest budget one and all that. So when you're um, when you think like that. Um, you know, and you realize that coming 10 minutes late to set or being, you know, 10 minute delay or whatever is worth, you know, on Super Troll, it was like two grand or something. Uh, on on um, on six, it was, you know, like 12 grand or whatever it was. It was ridiculous. Um, you, do, um, you do worry uh, that you're not doing a good job. So, so you kind of, you kind of, uh, you, you're trying to be on top of your game and, and you know, kind of, um, um, yeah, I, I guess just on top of it in general, but that's actually dangerous as well because you're thinking about other things. You're not thinking about what you should be thinking, which is the character and and trying to tell mm-hmm. the story, you know. And um, uh, I, I kind of um, over the years have been kind of um, happy to have learned how to drop. Um, I don't know, it's, you know, step in and and again, kind of um, you know. Smash it! Sorry, I've got a helicopter coming over me because I'm in LA. <laughs> oh, no worries. Uh, it's a stock standard site. Uh, yeah, um, call them the ghetto birds. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> yes, um, everybody. Ghetto birds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, um, I think I was saying something about um, trying to yeah, playing yourself is almost harder. But if you can do it and let let, let kind of a lot of the uh, peripheral stuff go away, it becomes quite you know. It's still challenging, but it's um you, you gotta you gotta remember to stop and smell the roses and enjoy it. And um, you know, when you're yeah. enjoying it, good things happen. Yeah, totally. That's great advice, man. I totally agree. Uh, like so, like with your love with Sea Patrol and, and television, would you prefer working on a television series or like a big like 
big major motion picture like with Mark Wahlberg in 22? Which would you prefer but as an actor? I've got to tell you. So, okay, uh, Mark uh, 22 is I'm, – I'm playing this kind of mysterious character, like I told you before, and, and um, not always as it seems, and then uh, cool things happen. Um, but um, the thing is, I was only on that show for a day and a half. I filled all my stuff out. Uh, we filmed it um, in a day and a half, and I had one of the best days on a set that I've ever had with, with Peter, uh, Peter Berg. Um, mm-hmm. Just because he's such a such a uh, he, like he, he's a dude who knows what he wants, but he's willing. He like when he has it, he's totally willing to, to let you dance and and come up with like interesting things yourself. He's like, yeah, let's do oh, it. Cool. Let's film that, you know. And um, I mean, what a what a pleasure to to kind of be able to you know come to the party and and really. Um, you know, like experiment and play, you know, uh, on, on, on a massive budget film. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But um, um, on six, for instance, I was filming for five and a half months, you know, uh, in Vancouver. And I got to kind of really get to experience and get to know the cast and get to know the crew, you know. And um, so, so to answer your question, man, I'm going to say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna do both. Friggin' love being on a set, and uh, and so being part of these huge films, awesome. Uh, but being part of a high quality series uh, is is fantastic as well. And um, I uh, I'm very lucky to be doing both at the moment. Man, honestly, it seems like like looking at in, uh, your um, looking at your filmography and talking to you, it seems like you you've been lucky to do both. Yes, but you've also picked quality over quantity. In my eyes, I think I think a lot of your your stuff. Uh, is really good, and I think you have a really good balance between the two. So that's really awesome, man. Yeah, I'm 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 in a really uh, privileged uh, position. Like, you know, the, the last four or five projects that I've done in the states have just been. Yeah. My my favorite expression is uh, <laughs> is the word boom, and um, uh, that, <laughs> that's what comes to mind. Is like boom. It's a, it's a, it's a good. Um, uh, I'm not complaining at all. Yeah, you shouldn't be, man. You've earned it. And boom, boom along. But real quick, can we talk about? Can we talk about Daredevil real quick? Man, yeah, let's do it. That's I, I, you know what? Okay, I so say, you okay, played. So I said, I right, said go ahead. sorry, I said um, Sea Patrol was one of the best jobs I've ever had. Now, can you imagine being an Australian actor coming over to the states and 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 Daredevil is filming in New York, and that's the first job you book? I mean. Shit, sure. that was that's that's like <laughs> right. dreams come true, man. I, I was in Red Hook, right, and I walked down and I can see all the trucks and all the you know, like I call it the circus basically, like there's makeup and wardrobe and, and all the um uh, all yeah, the different trailers for all the different cars yeah. and stuff and um uh, you know, el- you know, Sparky's um um electrical trucks. Anyway, and so then I'm walking down and just on the horizon is the Statue of Liberty, you know, standing there. I was like, Man, this is a pretty special moment. I won't lie. This is a moment to kind of remember and, um, um, you know, again, kind of, uh, reach for the stars, but keep your feet on the ground. You know, it's, uh, it's a good, it was a, it was a really cool feeling, um, to, you know, be, awesome. be part of that. And, and that's where you kind of go, Oh man. Uh, sometimes like there's a, there's a tendency to go, Oh, I'm, I'm nervous or, or I, you know, this is a, um, high, uh, stress position to be in, you know, uh, but like, I don't know. At the same time, you got to go, you know what? I've been doing this for 20 years. I deserve to be here. Roll the camera. Watch this, guys. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unleash that good stuff. Dude, that's an awesome – that must be an awesome feeling and an awesome place to be in. Man, that's, that's – yeah. I'm, I'm extremely happy for you. That's Thank awesome. you, mate. Thank you. It's, uh, I it's, hope, yeah. dude, I, I'm not cutting it short, but I just, I just want to tell you, man, I hope, I hope things keep going great for you. You have a great personality. 
But you uh, were the Chris, first. Really <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No problem, man. You were the first person in the series, right? You played Vladimir, correct? Vladimir yeah. is your name. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you you were the first one to say uh, Wilson Wilson Fisk, the the name that shall not be said. Right? I was. I think I was. That's right. That's right. I was. Yeah. That's um um. Yeah, man. What can I say? They they gave me the uh, the goods. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They saw it. They're like, give it, give that line to the to this guy, the one we can't say his full name because it's crazy. Yeah, give I gotta, it to him. He can you, man, he can nail it. <laughs> the writers, man, on that on that um um on that series. So, I think Vladimir and and his brother um uh Anton. No, what is it? Um, uh, Vladimir and Anatoly. Sorry, Anatoly. Um. Mm. Um, I think those characters were made up and brought in by um, Drew Goddard, um, who is just a dude in um, you know in the in the Marvel world as well as just just filmmaking world in general. And uh, but he unfortunately had to leave to um, to start up the Sinister Six uh, project. And then so Stephen um, the Knight came on um, to to you know spearhead the project and be the showrunner. And um, and oh, they wrote this amazing. Like I couldn't believe it when I when they sent me the the first episode. I read it, and I'm not in it that much. But there was like three key scenes. I was just like I was blown away at the end of the first episode. I was like, oh my, I can't believe. It. And then uh, you don't see my character until episode four because my guys, my like my henchmen and stuff, are, are taking care of business for me. And so you right. hear about me a lot, but um, um, they they do all the stuff. And and I'm, I read episode four and I go, you got to be kidding me, like. I didn't think episode it could be you know uh, episode one could be topped with with what I was doing, and then episode four was just like off off the off the charts of how awesome it was, mate. I got episode five and six delivered to me when I started already filming because you know those are, they're all ultra secretive and they don't um, they don't reveal much. And oh really? They they even topped episode four, and. And then for me to have episode six with just um, Charlie Cox's character who plays Daredevil in this, uh, you know, in the tunnels beneath the city and stuff, I yeah, I, I it started to kind of be become like a bit ridiculous of how awesome the character was that they wrote for me, <laughs> and so I just kind of threw my hands in the air, going, "Look, I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm just giddy with 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 um, excitement slash uh, you know disbelief." And um, I, I yeah, launched into it, and uh, yeah, so. For for me to be a, you know the first one to to utter those uh, magical uh, that magical name, <laughs> and and to kind of you know go toe to toe with uh, with him was pretty cool. Um, I mean again off screen though you know um, we um, we never we never shared screen time, um, so right. um, yeah. Oh really? Anyway, yeah. No. Yeah, that's, that's another uh, one. That's yeah, you don't share screen time with a lot of actors. Apparently, <laughs> right. you know you know what? Um, yes, yeah, I am. Um, I was actually looking at because I'm doing a, 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 a thing right now for, for publicity or whatever, and um, and I was actually going through my my projects. I've been part of some like amazing ones with with these really huge kind of actors, and I <laughs> a lot of them uh, we we just yep. don't get to share screen like Jason Isaacs who's in the OA. Um, yeah. Oh, I was going to talk to you about that next, man. I yeah. love that series yeah. by the way. And oh man, like like he's 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 one of the the best actors around as far as I'm concerned. And, um, and then, um, um, on the Pacific, which is a show that I, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of, 
uh, other Band of Brothers kind of sequel. Um, yeah, you know, World War Two kind of in the Pacific. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they've got they've got these amazing actors uh, as part of Remy um, is one of them who um, um, went on to do Mr. Robot and. Um, and then the trailer just dropped for um, the We Will Rock You uh, film uh, based on... Yes. Um, yeah, so, man, I mean, yeah, Remy Malik is, is, is a dude. And um, mm-hmm. um, anyway, look, I just, I'm just pushing myself with um, um, the opportunities that have been given. And I just, uh, I just got another role, and I just realized that I can't talk about it, but <laughs> that'll be... That'll <laughs> oh, be man, because this be like hot off I the presses. Looked, yeah, yep, it's a day old of this news. So, um, um, but yeah, it's again my favorite word. Boom is coming to mind. Oh wow! Can you share yeah. it with us? You can't. That's even better. I'm, I'm That's that even du- better. I'm Maybe you come on again, and then du- we can remember this moment. Oh, That'd man. be awesome. It's uh, it's uh, it's very very cool. Although you know what? Last time, last time I said this kind of stuff, I was I was doing an interview with uh, with the newspaper in in Queensland, and I go, look, I can't talk about it. And that project was Fargo, and my my yeah. role in that right was completely like it, it decimated. So it went down from five really cool chunky scenes of this guy who plays um, like he's an actor from LA playing a Russian thug, kind of who's yeah. sorting um, kind of money out of this guy, right? Um, and um, then it went from, yeah, this character to, uh, instead of you being a, an actor from L.A. pretending to be a Russian thug, you're just going to be a Russian thug. And it's only going to be one scene, but it's going to be a really funny scene, you know, like a really, like a three minutes, you know, really meaty, awesome scene. And then when the actual the episode came out, I, I, uh, my, my whole thing got trunked, truncated down to a three second montage where you just saw me for literally three seconds, and then that's it. No and, way. Um, and so <laughs> so uh, no. that's the life that we lead, you know, that's, uh, that's the kind yep. of um, the perils, you know. You're like, man, you know, like, everybody, I've got this amazing gig. You're going to check it out. And then uh, you end up on the cutting room floor. And uh, so um, <laughs> I'm a bit hesitant, hesitant to talk about things, you know. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Oh, man, but that's awesome. Um, yeah, just like, you know, really kind of wrap this up. i got a few more questions uh, to run by you. Um, other, yeah. other Because we talked, you know, the OA is just, uh, I mean, I don't think people personally, like I've had to explain that series to people, by the way. Um, you want to explain just it to how, me? Because I'm, I'm in it, man, and I oh, still don't understand half of it. Oh, man, I, I think that's for another <laughs> time. I would love to talk to you about this. <laughs> would it just be you? I could break it down for you pretty well. Um, but I also had help too, but I just really think the originality of it, I just think it's, it, it, like for me personally, you know, where you watch movies and you just dissecting them every second, this one threw me for a loop and I had to like really kind of pull together and I didn't want to know what any of the things stand for, what OA meant, you know, all that. I just, at the end of it, it was just, I was like, I felt like I got hit by like a baseball bat, you know, and I'm just like, I don't understand anything that I just saw, but I'm in love with it. It was really yeah. mind bending for me, and I, people think I'm overreacting, but you know, honestly, no, man, no, how no, did no. you? How was no. it? How was it working with 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 those creators in that in, in that um, series? And is it going to so, come back for season two? Do you know? I do know it will come back for a season two, and Zal uh, Batmanglij and uh, Britt Marling are the creators of it. They, they wrote it. Um, yeah, they, right. um, she 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 plays um, Prairie, the, the lead uh, character, and then Zal directed the film. So, and I want to say film because it's, yes, it's on Netflix, but it's essentially an eight hour film, 
this thing they don't I, muck around they 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 made it like a I'm like, like a film just with a, yeah 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 um, um it is when i was at the rap party i was talking to the netflix representative right and um we had just finished the New York filming and they were going to go off um, to go to Cuba the following week to finish, to finish it all off with, with a week there. And um, she goes, Nico, um, there is nothing else like this on TV. And in my mind, I, I kind of went, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm sure everyone talked about this shit like that. Yeah, like, everyone talked about yes, that. You know. But she wasn't lying. They, they, <laughs> there is nothing else like it on TV. And... Um, um, she goes, um, we are so confident with this. Um, we're going to be doing, um, yeah, this will, this will be around for a long time. Uh, and we fully um, respect and can't wait to see what Zazelle and, and Britt do. And I go, yeah, so there's going to be more. You're confident of another series? She looked at me and she goes, put it this way. We're working on previews for season four right now. And I went, what? What? Is, what? what? You haven't even finished season one, and you're talking about season four, as in as in actively working on stuff for season four. What? And um, I mean, that's when, yeah, that's when I that's when I knew I was part of something. Boom. In, yeah, boom. There you go. That's when I knew um, uh, these guys are onto like yeah, they've got it mapped out, and they, uh, you know, if you had a you know that question, if you had a superpower kind of thing. Um, um, yeah. Uh, well, I gotta tell you, like one of mine would be to go into their minds and unravel what they've got in store for everyone, because I I can't wait for six years to uh, to uh, to find out. Although I guess I'm gonna have to like everyone else. Oh man, I'm. Uh, <laughs> so if you had a superpower, you would want to go in people's minds. Is that where we're going with this? Or, well, no, or no, no, I just want to use it no, specifically to to, on to on Marlin and, and trying to figure out what she's trying to do. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. I don't know, man. And I don't want to know. I want to be amazed again. And I want to, uh, I like, you're right. There's nothing like it on TV. And I'm, I'm so happy that you share that same wonder and passion and love for it as I do. And that I'm not crazy that it is really different and interesting and creative and thought provoking. And I just, you know, like when I got this opportunity to, to speak with you, I was ecstatic because I know you from the show. So I just, you know, I wanted really, you know, I really wanted to know how you felt about that show. And it's awesome that it's coming back and it's awesome that you loved it as much as I did. I, I really did. And I, um, I, I got to say, like, I mean, that was a, an honor to be part of that one. That's for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. All right, man. Mm. Well, so when you're not acting, when you're not lighting up the screen or coming over to America and booming all over the place, what 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 do you like to do, man? What do you like to do for fun? What what is your <laughs> you know, your thing? You know what, mate? I am um, um, I, uh, I I do a couple of different things, um, but I kind of keep them separate uh, to uh, to my um, my acting. <laughs> Again, it was all part of that tactic to keep myself busy in the downtime and not really, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, to always to have something going. Um, but um, uh, I'm, si- I'm sitting in my uh, porch. Um, I've got a backyard patio. And um, mm-hmm. one of the things uh, I do to keep myself occupied is, is to make some furniture every now and then. And, um, yeah, because I find really? it very therapeutic and cathartic to, to work with kind of wood 
And um, yeah, I'm not the best uh, guy, but I, I, I do have a creative mind, and um, and I kind of like you know, I I, I think the um, what is it? The repurposing? Re, no, hold on. What is it? Uh, not repurposing. repurposing. Reclaimed. No, reclaimed. Oh, reclaimed. You know that yeah. that kind of um, new age kind of every, like everyone's doing it like reclaimed using reclaimed wood. Basically, you find a bit of you know a cool piece of wood and um, and try to try to do something kind of awesome with it. And um, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, basically, I mean, look, that's the that's the kind of. Um, a wanky way to to kind of um, to term it, and then slap on a couple of extra zeros when you sell it. <laughs> so are you selling wood. your eyes? No, nah, I, I don't. I just um, I just make it for myself and um, and my friends to be able to use. But um, um, that's a really kind of a cool thing that I like doing. Oh man, it's really cool. So you'll be walking along the beach, and then you'll find a, a good piece of of wood, and just go, "Hey, I can yeah. whittle something out of that. Let's yeah. go home with me, and I'll make a chair." Pretty much, or pretty school. much. Um, that's, um, dude, that's awesome. You like to keep your yeah. brain creative, right? I do have a, I do have actually um, uh, an idea that I'm working on to to kind of take that concept, exactly what you just said, and um, mm-hmm. um, and just look. I don't know. Maybe maybe make a like a little, you know, little three part series, a little um, maybe even webisodes. You know, um, something that kind of oh. is bite sized, but um, uh, yeah, because I love it, and and it's kind of it's kind of cool seeing like something begin as essentially rubbish and then turn into into something kind of cool so um um you know yeah that's uh that's on the horizon for me but it involves it involves traveling to new york and getting some wood there <laughs> so uh it's you a want to get some new york right? wood <laughs> yeah some new york wood yeah, yeah i know it sounds really bizarre <laughs> but there's a there's a con- there's an actual specific kind of place that I want to, you know, um, um, and, it, and it's actually something that I kind of um, developed. The idea that I had was when I was filming Daredevil. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, yeah, it's been four years now, but cool. I, I think I'm going to do it uh, later on this year. Awesome, man. I personally, I say go for it. If you want to do it, go for it. <laughs> I think Mate, you'll be awesome DM. It. You'll be some... <laughs> you, I think you'll find that people will, will like it just as much as you. You'd be surprised. So I say go for it, man. Definitely go ahead and do that. Thanks, mate. Thanks. We'll see. All right, man. So, uh, you know, to kind of finish it up here and wrap it up, man. So what's on the horizon for you? Anything you want to uh, drop? Anything you want to tell us about that's coming up? Let, let people find out where they can uh, contact you social media-wise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, so Mile 22 is going to drop on Friday, and it's going worldwide. Um, uh, that's, again, buckle up, man. And um, it's it's insane. It's uh, it's really, really cool. Um, uh awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing how you know the people react to it. Um, I do have a a, a series that I film is coming out uh, later on this year, but um, that's going to be in December. That and I, I can't really talk about that one. <laughs> awesome. Um, awesome. I know, I know. It's uh, and um, <laughs> just in general, life is good, man. I um, I really appreciate the fans. Um, um, I love when people kind of you know reach out and and um, um, give me you know. Uh, a bit of love and, and even, and the other, right. the other flip side of that is when they kind of say, you know, I, I didn't like whatever, uh, I'm all about kind of constructive criticism and, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause some of the characters that I've played have been quite hard and, uh, you know, to bring to life and, yeah. um, yeah, like six in particular was, was a real challenge that I'm really happy that I did, but, yeah. but that that's finished that I don't have to keep going with that because, uh, yeah, when you're when you're playing such a character, uh, an ISIS um, military kind of you know uh, 
warlord. Um, yeah, militant. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 uh, the research that you have to do leads you down some dark rabbit holes, and and I um I'm a very happy go lucky person, and I, I'm quite honoured to be offered and and you know the the privilege of bringing a kind of a really difficult character to life to try to tell their side mm-hmm. of the story, you know, and, and I hope I do it justice, but, um, yeah, anyway, so to revert back to what you were asking, like, uh, I just really appreciate, you know, people kind of, um, uh, being fans of my work and, and I just hope I, I kind of telling a truthful story and, um, um, you know, entertaining people. Um, yeah, uh, it's not lost to me how privileged I am to, to be kind of chasing my dreams, um, in the US and yeah we'll, life is beautiful that's awesome man I'm, I'm happy for you and continue to stay humble continue the great work thank you very much for allowing me the opportunity to get to know you and talk to you a little bit man it, it's been awesome Chris I want to say I really, a huge thank you to you man for having me on the show man it's, uh, it's very cool oh man <laughs> it's pleasure's all mine all right, All right guys, uh, that'll that'll wrap it up for us here at Geek Vibes. Check us out uh, this Saturday for the next Top 10 and live on Sunday. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in the next interview. All right, man. All right, take care, buddy. All the best, Chris. Ciao. Bye. You too, mate. Take care.